All right, one second. Yes. We'll be right back. Are we slapping today? If we are slapping today, let's slap a number on it, shall we? Kids, this is episode number 250. 250. If you add all that together, you get a lot. All right. <laughs> How does he do it? <laughs> what number is it? I couldn't hear. Well, up, up the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Too windy. This is episode number, yes. Sorry. Yeah, Turbo got it Locked right. In. I knew it this time. <laughs> 250. Episode 250. That's a milestone, kids. There's another milestone. Oh, and another milestone. Everybody have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was yeah. good. Lots of turkey, ham, stuffing, gravy. Good, good, good. Everybody's family doing good? Yeah, yeah. We uh, had over the in-laws, and uh, my brother-in-law was in town, and uh, David came in from Denver, so he's so cool. Him and his uh, gal, Pam, and good people, so we got to spend a couple days with them. Magnifique. Chad, what'd you do? What about you, Chad? Uh, just my mother and I had Thanksgiving. Nobody All else. All right. <laughs> My brother often comes over with his with his fiance, but they decided to celebrate in Austin this year. So it was just the two of us. My mom did an amazing job cooking as usual, always outdoing herself. So and I, and I was enjoying those leftovers for about a day afterwards. They didn't last long. <laughs> That's Excellent. always the uh, one of the good things about this week, just not worrying about calories. Yeah, yeah, you can still worry about that later. Yeah, well, I went to uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico, as you can probably see by some of the clips we'll be showing here in a minute. This is what they call wheelchair accessible. I, I have to say the coffee and the food in New Mexico are. This video, my friends, is dedicated to all the people of Santa Fe, New Mexico, and their great coffee, iconic coffee, uh, and, and also in Albuquerque, slow burn since Espresso Fino was closed. Also, thanks to the wildlife here for not laughing at me for taking three hours to get up with I've seen 80-year-olds do in five minutes. I'm going against the rule. You know, the, the rule was always no Mexican food. You don't eat Mexican food north of I-10. No, 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 no. It doesn't happen. Completely false. Completely false. Albuquerque and Santa Fe food is out of this world. Anything with green chilies in it. I don't know if our uh, editor-in-chief put this video on there or not, but uh, there is ice on the ground, kids. It's still in the shadows which I found out the hard way was not a gift from the local drug lords. Let's just say I found out the cold way. Looks like looks like you've got some Christmas lights going, no? Yeah, they're in the front. It's always, this is what happens. I run like one strand. I'm like, oh, this happened, this happened years ago. But I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this section. And then I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to do this section too. And the next thing you know, I'm at the store. And the next thing you know, it's like a two and a half day event. It's like two full days for me to get it all done. It's a process. I mean- you know where people come to your house and take pictures in front of it? Like, that's yeah. what I want. You know, I'm like, oh, gosh. This year I pulled it down. I only did one day. I pulled it down, but it was still like, no, nah, I wrapped the whole front of the house, you know. <laughs> nice. Did you have to get up on the roof? No, I don't get on the roof. I just – we've got three A-frames, and I usually do the one because I can get up there. I have a 20-foot ladder, and I'm at the very top of that thing. Like, my arms are straight up, like, uh, but – I need like a 24 foot to hit the other one. So I don't know. I'm debating tomorrow whether I'm going to go get one. I'm just like, I just can't stand being up there. Oh my God. I'm just, my heart, I feel like I'm going to have a stroke. You know, I'm just, but yeah. I was like, I really want to get the second A frame. The third one, there's no way I'll ever do that. I'm never getting up there. It feels like a mile high. You know, it just, yeah. And I won't hire somebody to do it. I'm just, no, 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 no. You should, you should get somebody up there. I was looking yeah. at this pole. I found this 11-foot pole, and I'm like, all right, 
if I get up there 20 some feet and I have this pole, can I make this work? I was like, maybe I shouldn't do this right before a mini tour. <laughs> I need to do this when we have like two weeks off. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got to go up the mountains in Santa Fe and New Mexico. And uh, I've, you'll see some of this in there, some of my ramblings. So yes, the people are so friendly and generous and smiling and shiny. And I figured it out. They're all on drugs. So, if you are in the Santa Fe, New Mexico area, and you too want to be high as drugs, find yourself some iconic coffee, or find yourself, if you're in Albuquerque, slow burn coffee. And if this sweet Lord baby Satan mother ever gets around to opening up Espresso Fino in Albuquerque, you might never leave. Fair warning. Fair warning. Fuck Sammy Hager. Just a, a exquisite landscape. Mountains. I love mountains. I love sunshine. I love hiking and stuff like that. Just uh, had two days of just getting lost. Just going out. No no idea where I was going. Just up. And, and the second day I went. Anyway, just amazing, amazing. So you'll see some of the footage. Some of the best you're going to see. So, uh, yeah, it was weird, too, because I was, I was a stone's throw from Arizona. I was thinking, man. I should, I should just stay here and get the lads to bring the stuff out. Uh, have you guys drive out and meet me? I was like, <clears throat> but no breaks on this. So we are, we are, what are we? Yeah, one day away from today, Slapper Day. Tomorrow we're jumping in the van. We're going to Turbo? Arizona. Ah, very good. Going to Chandler, Lake Havasu, and Bold. Hey, so Chad, Chandler is the place, or Chadler is the place that we haven't played, right? Yes. Is that right? I thought. Where's uh, Fibber McGee's? Where is Fibber McGee's? Jack's phone. I thought it was Chandler. I could have sworn it was. It is. It yep. is? Our, uh, well, let's erase that whole section. Just erase, erase it all out. So, no, we get to go. After Chandler, we get to go to Lake Havasu. I've been jonesing to get out there. You know, that's my hometown where I grew up. And uh, so good to see a lot of familiar faces. And I can't wait to show you guys. I don't know if you guys even have been through there, but uh, we'll get to check it out. So, Turbo, we know that you have grown up in, grown up in Lake Havasu. Tell us about your relationship with not just Havasu, but you've, you've, you're well-traveled in, in the state. But give us a little background, young Turbo into uh, seasoned Turbo. Give us, a little, give us a little Arizona history here. When I was a young child, I lived in Southgate, California, near, basically near L.A., and uh, we used to vacation out in Parker and Lake Havasu. My dad uh, uh, used to ride jet skis and my mom and dad used to go out there. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, um, and so we had like a jet ski rental business. And so we would go out there and they would rent jet skis and we would go vacation all the time. And then eventually at some point, my parents were like, we're moving out there. And so when we moved out there, I remember there was no traffic lights when we first moved there. Wow. And uh, I was like, it's so different coming from a big city. Even though I was a kid, it was like still, uh, you know, a little mini culture shock. But I, I loved it. I thought it was cool. And, and uh, you know, small town where houses are not next to each other. There's just empty lots and space. It's just desert, you know, and we just roam the desert. You know, so we would uh, boat and jet ski and ATVs and off-road up in the desert. And uh, did, I lived there for about 20 years. And then I made my way up to the Northwest. And so I was 30 when I moved to Portland, Oregon. Excellent. My next question is Bullhead as well. We played there before. We played in a little bar called, uh, it'll come to me, 
But have you played played Bullhead before? You've been there a couple of times? Yes. Yeah, we've played there many times. Uh, I can't remember the names of the places. I'd have to dig deep to find them. Not sure they're still around. But we played Laughlin, Bullhead. You know, we used to play all those areas all the time. Vegas, Havasu, Phoenix. You know, we kind of did those circuits. You know, when you when you live in Havasu, you know, it's three, four hours or two to three hours for all these places. You you tend to travel to those areas, you know, quite frequently. Gotcha. So my next question, or let me just say real quick, too, before I forget. In Santa Fe, New Mexico, there are two very, very young, very attractive young ladies, um, one named Mary Ellen, one named Judy, that listened to Slappercast. And they were they were marveling at uh, how good the language was and that there was no cursing whatsoever. So we just want to say hello to our friends in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And thank you to the whole of Santa Fe, New Mexico, for making us so welcome and how we just so everybody so nice such such a good natured town very easy to r- outrun the police uh very docile you know they're i think they're full on mexican food or whatever so but uh so we want to say hello to our friends in in, in uh, santa Fe, new mexico and also when i got in the, uh, the uber on the way home from the airport the taxi driver when i said lake havasu lit up he was he's he's from venezuela but he lived in Los Angeles until recently. Now he lives in Texas and loves Lake Havasu. When I told him we were playing there, he just lost it. Very, very, very excited for us. He, he said the best town. That's where he vacationed as well. That's why I had so many questions about Lake Havasu and Bullhead, all that. Cool. Yeah, the, uh, you know, the London Bridge is there. You know, it's, uh, you know, that's kind of the center point of the town or the focal point of the town, I would say, you know. Uh, I think McCulloch was his name, but he brought in the London Bridge and it wasn't even a, a waterway. It was just, you know, they trenched, they put the bridge in and then trenched the land underneath it and sort of made that, you know, kind of waterway underneath it. And that's really how they built Lake Havasu, you know, and they kind of built this whole town. And, uh, oh, I can't wait to show you guys. It's super cool. I saw it all lit up like for, they do a huge lighting for, you know, December and Christmas and, I was like, oh, man. I was like, I wonder if we can show a picture, Chad. I have one that uh, somebody sent me. But I was like, oh, my gosh. It's, you know, it's going to be cool to go down there and, and see that. And I'm hoping we get a chance to to break off and do that. And so I think it'd be it'd be cool to get a picture down there. Definitely. Yeah, because right there under the London Bridge, that's where I played my very first show. So I was like, oh, man, we got to get a picture there. And that same spot. It'd be cool. Yeah, very cool. Chad, what was your favorite place in Arizona to play? I know Lake Havasu and uh, Bullhead Chandler now are going to take over, but until recently, what was your favorite place in Arizona to play? Uh, I do have fond memories of uh, Rosie's, which is where we met Heidi. That was a really cool bar. It's a shame it's not there anymore. But the last time we played at Fibber McGee's, I mean, that, that show at Fibber McGee's was pretty freaking awesome. Uh, we had the place packed from wall to wall, so that was kind of hard to beat. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good time. I'm saving up to be a Scientologist, did I tell you that? I'm going to pay in sweat and profanity. Actually, I think I'm over. I think I'm overqualified. Now, while I was up the mountain, up, 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 up the mountain, I uh, I killed and I shone a light. Uh, as, is anybody is anybody ready to uh, to join me up the mountain and sacrifice? All right, Turbo, you're up. Okay, I'm going to shine a light on my first on the band first. So, I got my new shirt in the mail. Band called Cigar. Not sure if you guys heard of it. This is. Hands down, my favorite style of music. I just love that 90s melodic punk rock. Like, I'm just, I could listen to it. If it was, you only had one 
choice left to listen to, that's what I would pick. You know, I just hands down, I could list all the time. But Cigar is a band from like the later 90s, and they were on uh, Theologian Records and, you know, kind of a indie punk rock band. And, oh, man, I used to listen to them all the time. And all of a sudden they popped up on my feed a couple, like, couple weeks back. And I'm like, they're back together? And so I guess they got back together a year or two ago. And uh, now they're on Fat Records and, you know, released a new uh, album. And uh, so they got a new song called These Chances. And so I'm shining a light on that. And so I'm just so happy they're back together. I went online. I was like, they're selling shirts. I was like, oh my gosh, give me one of those. And so the band Cigar and uh, on Fat Records. Fletcher from Pennywise uh, was the one who produced their their first album back in like 98. I must have been in high school back when it came, you know, during that time. So that's my band, Cigar. Check them out. Fast, cool. melodic, the drummer sings, which I'm jealous. <laughs> Stand up and show me the logo again. That's really cool. That's yeah. very simple, but I like the uh, typography there. I love it because cool. when you search the band and you type in cigar, you're not going to find them. You type in you know, <laughs> cigar band, you're not going to find them. It's yeah. like then the wedding ring thing comes in. It's like you have to just keep putting all these words in to get to them. I'm like, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably kicking themselves now. That wasn't as big of a deal in the 90s as it is now. You don't have to worry about search results. <laughs> Back in yeah. those days. Yeah. Oh, it's like naming your band chair or something. Chair. <laughs> Rock. Here's my band. Rock. Yeah. Anyway, check them out. If you like, I mean, that's, I, I love them. So they're super cool. And I saw they were doing a new music video and I'm like, oh my God. It was just, I got, man, I'm just glad they're back together. All right. Time to kill. Okay. My song I'm going to kill is going to be a combo song. Jimmy Buffett, Alan Jackson song. It's five o'clock somewhere. Um, there was a uh, – I saw this thing online. There was like a Jimmy Buffett tribute concert. And it takes a lot for me to get up and leave. And I was like, I don't know if I would sit through that. I think I would get up and go. And I'm, I'm just being honest. Like, And when I – living in Lake Havasu, you know, Jimmy Buffett played everywhere. And so I actually went on and, and listened to that song. And I was like, that's it. That's the one I'm killing. I just – I feel like if you want to be sterile, that's the song to listen to. That's very cool. Chad, you're up. So I'm going to kill a song that was written by artificial intelligence. And this, this was uh, there, any number of these things I could have killed, but there is a pop, like a completely fake pop star that was made up recently called Nunuri. And she's an animated character invented by some 43 year old guy somewhere. Her songs apparently are completely AI created. I think it's disgusting. I haven't even heard that. I heard like two seconds of the song and I, I shut it off. The whole thing with that, just there's a certain degree of AI-ness that we can't avoid. It's useful to some degree. Uh, it's useful as a tool in some cases, but when you're actually creating complete pieces of work, uh, like a song or a painting or something like that, and people try to pass it off as, as human created, it's dangerous ground. Um, but I know it's sort of something we have to deal with right now, but I don't know what else to do about it right now except to uh, kill a song on Cypercast. So there you go. Um, so I'm going to shine a light on something, a really old song that I used to really dig when I was like 14, 15 years old, which is, I think is when it came out. Alan Parsons Project, Don't Answer Me, which is a very sappy, cheesy song, but it always really hit me when I was a teenager. And it was one of those songs that like, like in my late teens, I like kind of Oh, this song's stupid or whatever. It's like it's not as sophisticated as the stuff I'm listening to now. But I listen to it now and I just think it's brilliant. 
it's just kind of unabashed and it's and it's embrace of sappiness really great production killer saxophone solo in it and it reminds me a lot of the sort of thing that traveling wilburys did you know not long after that sounds like he was he's uh, i think he's paying tribute to like early roy orbison in that song not in his vocals but then just the production style and the, it's just a, it's just a brilliant song yeah, I like that song uh, as well. I, I liked uh, some of Alan Parsons' project uh, material. It was very, it was very soothing. It seemed to be very uh, heavy on the m- melody and very, very tasteful too on the s- subject matter. I, I, I like some of their stuff. I'm uh, very surprising that that I did and that I do. So, as we descend on this glorious New Mexican day, as the young Turbo once said. I hate killing songs. Oh, shut up. It's just, it's hard to hate anything up here. At this altitude, with this clear air, with the smell I can only describe as unicorn. Uh, well, I better keep it clean. Stay upright, pal. Stay upright. Let's call it unicorn naughty bits. The smell is delightful. The air is unbelievable. I'm going to try to ship some of it back to sunny old Houston, Texas. It wouldn't last a minute. Fuck you, Pasadena. Yeah, so I, when I was, uh, t- truth be told, when I was up the mountain in Santa Fe, um, I, I didn't really have anything prepared because I was just in that state. I just, I, I'm like, a, I, you know, when you see dogs out in the fresh air and their sunshine and they're with their owners and they're, <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. I always look at the dogs go, you, you get me. You understand me. I'm not sure if it's even worthy of a, a light shot on it, but a song I've been listening to lately by a band called Bad Manners back in the early 80s, mid-80s, uh, called Lorraine. Wonderful, wonderful track. Not the most difficult song to write nor perform. However, great energy. We've been talking about great openers. Thank you, Kate Scott. Uh, two great, Scott, two great uh, suggestions from you. But uh, Lorraine by Bad Manners, Shine Light. And, uh, well, same era, same idea. Mirror in the bathroom, the beat, now called the English beat. Fuck that, the beat. So I didn't prepare, and it was just, uh, as you can probably hear and see from the footage and the, the unscripted garble that's just coming out of my head. If I had to kill a song, it would probably be, uh, how can you think about killing a song? Well, if I had to kill a song, it would probably be, uh, oh, I can't do it. I can't, usually I can't do it. Think Fleetwood Mac. Think the Eagles. Think Paul McCartney. Think Motley Crue. Think Poison. Think about throwing yourself off the side of a fucking mountain. Okay, now I've got plenty of songs to kill. Some out loud thinking there. I know we've done... We've done many songs that people love, so I'll do a song that everybody hates. How about Online Zion? How about Mull of Guitar, Paul McCartney? uh, So I really didn't, I didn't think about, I actually, honestly, I can't even remember what I killed and what I shone a light on. How about Lowe's Hanging Through the Day? Lick it up, I kiss. How about that? All right. But, I did mention, if I, my recollection is, is on, I think I was remembering how Turbo doesn't like to kill a song. He's like, I don't want to kill a song. I can't, can't I? you know, the, uh, but I, 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 I 
understood what you were saying, what uh, the sentiment there, because I was up in this fresh air and the beautiful scenery and just had all this. And it's really hard to think of shit that you, that you, that you want to get rid of. It's all, you know, it's that moment where you're, wow, such a nice day and all that. So anyway, so I just thought that was a little bit kind of, kind of strange that, that, that moment. Yeah. Something else that, that we'd said, I know that uh, our, our good, our good friend, Kate Scott had said, uh, something I, I'd quit sugar or not, not sugar. Um, I'd quit desserts. I've just stopped eating desserts. I wanted to just take a couple. I, I think it's been about two weeks now. Uh, from I don't have the I don't have the the painful cravings anymore. I still crave it, but I don't have. There was there was six or seven days there of physical pain where I'd finish a meal and and be sore, wanting there's a really really strange detox, really hard hard uh, fight. Now I still crave it, but I, I I'm I'm still off and I'm. Kate had said something about some sugar-free desserts and stuff like that. It's just it, it's just the foregoing of the of the stuff that I would eat afterwards after a meal. So, uh, but I, I do want to say this: I, I my breathe. I, I have terrible asthma. My breathing and my just sleep, everything has improved immensely since being two weeks off it. So, if anybody else is having trouble sleeping. I've always thought of myself as kind of being a little bit agile. And, you know, when you get up in age, your, your mobility just, it doesn't, it, it can cease if you, if you don't do anything about it. I've, I've just had tremendous success with the last two weeks being sugar-free or being dessert-free at least. Uh, everything just seems to be improving. Even my, even my mind seems to be freeing up. So um, if anybody's worried about or thinking about that kind of stuff, you just take it from me. This has been two weeks of the first week would have been fucking misery <laughs> and somebody's going to fucking die. Or, and now it's just, it seems to be just freewheeling right now. So stay strong boss, man. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Kate Scott mentioned she wanted to bake something for us, but she was thinking of using some kind of monk monk fruit. I think is what she said. Uh, yeah. That's what I was making reference to as far as, uh, cause Kate Scott had said, if I make it with, um, I've just, I've just, uh, her, um, Kate's generosity has been immeasurable and we have been, we're so grateful to her. However, I'm just, just foregoing desserts in general. I've even, there was a, a few of the uh, granola style cereals that I stopped eating in the mornings just because it was, it's, it felt, felt like a little bit of a cheat. I know some of us tend to gra- gravitate to, um, power bars the cliff bars or the you know and uh, i remember when <laughs> macaloon back in the day macaloon was making fun of chad for uh for eating cliff bars because they 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 tend to be <laughs> they tend to be um as much sugar and as much fat and whatever as as uh snickers so it was kind of this you know however i i just i have to push all that stuff aside because it's one of those things where i'll end up running down this alley of crap you know it's and, it, it, and the other thing is just really nice not having to stop. You know, when you stop and fill up with petrol, it's it's really nice not grabbing those couple of chocolate bars because it's as as nice as it is for five ten minutes afterwards. That crash afterwards is not. I don't miss it. So uh, sermon is over. There's there's a and this is potentially very dangerous for me. But H E B just came out with a a brand of non dairy ice cream that that has no sugar added to it which is not great, but it's actually surprisingly better than you, <laughs> you think it might be. And the cool thing about it is like you eat that 
and it's satisfying, but you don't feel like shit afterwards because there's no, you know, it doesn't have massive amounts of sugar. So I think there's going to be more of that sort of thing being marketed uh, down the line. It just makes sense. Like, why do you need all the sugar? Most of the time you don't. Is it called Halo? The one at HEB? There is a brand called Halo, but HEB just has, they just recently came out with a brand called Higher Harvest. And there's there's some varieties that have normal amounts of sugar, but they have one zero sugar added variety of non-dairy ice cream. It's a good start. You know, it's not amazing, yeah. but it is. There's a couple couple varieties of it that are actually very satisfying. So probably well, we healthier. All, we all eat dessert like right before bed. It's like you eat dessert and then it's your body gets this, you know, and so it's like we yeah. tried Halo. We've done a few of those things and I'm like, man, it doesn't I can go right to sleep and, you know, not feel like, you know, because I'm an early sleeper, not where I don't feel like, oh, because I just I can't have like a bowl of ice cream an hour before bed. There's just no way. Yeah. I, sleep. I just, I'll be up for a couple hours. Like it's yeah. really hard for me. That's cool. I'll check that out. That one you said harvest, what was it called? Harvest? Higher harvest. Yeah. Higher harvest. I've only seen non-dairy varieties. I haven't seen just normal dairy. So we're going to kill this Martha Stewart minute. And uh, I think because of the, uh, uh, just the blathering that I have on tape uh, for this episode, episode 250 here on Slappercast weekly podcast with blackguards. I think we should kick this one in the head because we're going to we're going to get some footage of the the one the only Heidi Riggs when we get out to Phoenix. We're going to get her on some uh, some of this, so she'll be on at 251. We're also going to have a young Jeff Duncan who we're shipping out to uh, Phoenix, Arizona. We're going to uh, bring out the one the only incomparable Mister Jeffrey Aloysius Bartholomew Reginald. Duncan on fiddle. And we're going to pick him up. We're going to play two shows because uh, Heidi's schedule is not allowing her to play the Havasu and the Bullhead show. So we're going to uh, we're going to bring out a young Jeff Duncan, uh, the Canadian, if you will, and uh, have have him join us out there. So uh, we also will be showing you a lot of the beautiful scenery uh, out on our drive to Phoenix and to Bullhead and to Havasu and we lo- lots of pictures and stuff like that. So we invite you to come along with us. And then December, we have our annual toy drive coming up the Continental Club of Houston, Texas. And uh, if you look carefully down here, right around there under that rock, you'll find our flyer. Rock to Shelter, Clay Dias and the Soul Survivors, the Mighty Orc, Open Door Mission Choir, Blackguards. Here we go. Okay, we're going down. She said unhappily. Yes, Continental Club, the, the annual toy drive with the magnificent Joe Shemensky and his even more magnificenter, better half, betterer half, the beautiful Miss Kelly Burns Shemensky. Mrs. Kelly Burns Shemensky. They just had an uh, anniversary. Congratulations. Oh, I will say that we're going to set, we're down to the last couple of boxes of Christmas cards. Uh, they'll only be available at the, at the shows from now. Uh, I think there's some print on demand, but we're going to have them at, uh, we're going to have our Christmas cards at the shows. And um, the nice thing about them is they keep, oh, look at them right there. And uh, we have another design as well. And actually, if you permit me two seconds, I shall go grab the other one. Give me one second. Oh, I should show that book. Yeah. All right, we're ready. Is he riding the tiger? Yes. So that's the that's the first you've seen. As pretty as they are, look at that. Woo-hoo-hoo. Then there's some very, 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 very adult content there. I can't let you read it. Uh, you have to be over the age of 47. Now this is the other one, designed by a young fellow by the name of Connor Devlin. 
Devman Designs, and he is uh, he's he's very excited about this one. So this is the first time this has ever been seen. Check that out. I can't I can't show you that one. That's, that's rude. But anyway, so yeah, not cool. Well done. So Miss Moxie and I got this in the mail. The uh, wow, it's a book like a photo book from the tour. So Miss Jennifer Mackey, who went on the tour, sent this to us. And uh, I don't know if I can show through all the pages, but I'll give you this picture and wrote a nice message. And, oh, man. And then it's uh, – I'll give you a quick tour here, but it's photos of the tour. I'm kind of going wow. fast here. But all the shows, the whole journey, all the stuff. And and uh, she, like, individualized them and uh, sent it to us and sent it to a couple other people. and. But I'll show you guys a little more when we get on the road. I'll bring it with me. But I just want to say thanks to Jennifer. That was man, Stacy was tearing up. It was it was pretty awesome. You know, Stacy still tells me that was that was the greatest trip I've ever been on. And so I just and that was my first time going with Blackguards, and I'm a fan. So I'm going again. <laughs> but yes, uh, you are. She got some great shots in there. I can't wait to share with you guys. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. We're blown away when I saw that. That's amazing, amazing work. And so many people have contacted us to say thank you and whatnot. And I believe that we're going to have a uh, on the Irish the WhatsApp group. Just maybe ask them. I think Keita, our friend in Austin, had asked about writing a review. So we're going to put that on there. So that'll be. We should put that on our WhatsApp thing. But also. So, so many, so many people to thank for such a wonderful trip. We do have the 24, uh, 2024 uh, details available. Um, they're going to be, we're going to set, set them out running this week. So it's an exceptional, it's always a, an amazing trip. But this time we've, I, I think we've, we've even, we've got something extra special coming this time. A couple of big, big surprises on this one. And you can check out blaggers.com and see what the thing. I should be at the end of today is Saturday, Tuesday. We should have it done by, I'm hoping Wednesday or Thursday and have it up and ready for everybody to see and uh, sign up and whatnot. So 24 is going to be a massive year. We've got, we've got, uh, got but before we, we, we wouldn't have any of this if it wasn't for our friends at Patreon, uh, all our Patreon group. Thank you very much. And for the people that came with us to Ireland, it's the birth, it's, it's the rebirth, but it's, it's the, it, it, it's the biggest, it's the biggest thing we've, we've done. So we're, we're, we're adding to it and we're going to, we're going to keep adding to it and we're going to just create, you know, memories of a lifetime and uh, just so much, so much good stuff coming this year, which we're so thrilled for it. So, you know, thanks to everybody involved and a, a big thanks to the band too. Everybody, you know, not only, not only worked their ass off, but played their ass off. And, you know, this, this is a, this is a, it's, it's just a special, uh, special trip with very special. It's like I said before, I've said a few times, it's like we handpicked the people to go. It was, it was, it was so much fun. Just friends for life. People have made friends for life, which they always do. And they're staying in touch and we're, we're, we're so grateful. So anyway, join us on the road to uh, Arizona. We're going to be heading out tomorrow, Wednesday. So uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. R- remember, please, if you, if you like this shit, hit that subscribe button or put the thumbs up or just comment, whatever. It just, it, it just helps push this thing out. So thank you for that. Yes, please. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next week here on Slabbercast. Bye. So I'm taking you with me here down the mountain. The uphill was a breeze, a breeze that quickly vanished 
and turned into people pointing and laughing. 